this is old old Bilbo Baggins for the close-ups of gilding lots of rooms. Again, as another illustration that I used, copied from Tolkien's Ahi Bay up in the corner. The ring stuff, I, I, I just worked in the van. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. This is uh, awesome. Just keep in mind, uh, like, uh, my English is, uh, it's not my first language, so sometimes it, uh, I might uh, <laughs> not be able to explain myself so well, so if there is any oh, issue or if you don't that's understand. That's a lot better than my Bulgarian, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when I edit the podcast sometimes, I listen to me, I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> guys, welcome back to Calligraphy Masters podcast. Today's episode is super special. I'm super hyped. Uh, I've been waiting for this podcast for quite some time. Today's guest is the man behind the calligraphy of World of the Rings and The Hobbit. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel Reeves. <laughs> Millennist. How, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, as I just said, I'm super hyped. I'm super excited to have you on the podcast and uh, to learn more about you and your story because, uh, to be honest, uh, I knew you and your calligraphy for quite some years, but just like, uh, I don't know, few, two, three, four months ago, I learned that uh, you're actually <laughs> the person behind uh, everything that I just mentioned. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I never thought to even think who, who did the calligraphy in those movies, but yeah. Someone yeah. had to do it. <laughs> well, we'll speak about this, but a bit later in the podcast. So, Daniel, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Um, <clears throat> I'm Daniel Reeve. I live in New Zealand. I'm an artist in uh, New Zealand, and um, I'm hundreds of years old. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> truly ancient. But um, I live in New Zealand, and uh, I can actually show you where I live if I... Um, because I drew it, I drew, because I drew all the maps in the Lord of the Rings, okay. I drew the place where I live in the prologue map of the Lord of the Rings and you can see it on screen. Okay, but okay, can, I, we, can we like, uh, just before we start about the Lord of the Rings, a bit behind story about you, yeah. like... Uh, oh, I'll, I'll just show you this, because this is just to show you where I live and then, then we'll get back. So this is jumping forward and then we'll come back. Okay, so as you know, I drew the this um wait, here we go. This is with um for the benefit of those that are watching this via YouTube, and with apologies to those that are watching audio that are only listening to it, but um I drew the Middle Earth map, which we'll get to later on. And this is very legit. This is straight up as Tolkien drew it. But I also, for the films, drew a um, prologue map. This one here is the map that appears within the films themselves. I couldn't resist the um, opportunity to draw my own hometown in it. So if we zoom up to the northwest corner, the Gulf of Loon there, I drew, I thought was so similar to Wellington Harbour that, that I changed the geography. And here for reference is Wellington Harbour and Google Maps. So you can see I've drawn 
the city. I can, I've drawn where the airport is, the Miramar Peninsula, where the um, films were made, <clears throat> and the Hutt Valley. So I thought I'd better draw where I live. And this is Titahi Bay up in the corner. And I even popped in Mana Island, which is where I do live. So. Um, oh, you live on that uh, small island? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, 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 not, not on the island, but on the place called Titahi Bay. It's, it's, uh, it's just a little, it's about 20 minutes drive north of, the, um, of Wellington City. So um, that's where I live and that's where I have done all my work. In fact, in The Lord of the Rings, I, I actually had a job as a computer programmer in a bank and um, I was doing the film work while I was still working at the bank. So I was just doing it here um, at home in the weekends, at nights and what have you. But anyway, that's further on. Back at the start. Before we start, I just want to say like for those of you guys who are listening, uh, maybe it's best uh, to check the YouTube version of uh, this podcast because unlike the other podcasts, there will be a lot of images involved in this podcast because of the story of Daniel and because of uh, what he is involved. And yeah, I suggest if you want to enjoy and to learn the most out of this podcast, check it on YouTube. And before you start, I have a question. You just said you are like hundreds of years. You're like ancient. Are you like something like a immortal or vampire? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been here forever. Can I? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but when but when I was young, when I was a teenager, I think about 13, my brother read a book called The Hobbit. And he just said, Dan, you've got to read this. It's, it's fantastic. So, of course, I read The Hobbit straight after him. And I was busy reading The Hobbit. And he and already I saw all the runes and I needed to, to repeat all the runes and learn how to draw them. And then he... Uh, went straight on to the Lord of the Rings and he said, damn, you've got to read this. It's even better. So I, I read I read the Lord of the Rings as about 13 or 14 years old. And I read my brother's copy of it, which was a single volume paperback. And I learned, I learned through my careful research that this is supposed to be in a three-part book. So I got a knife and I cut his book into three pieces. And I still have it here. I pulled all the covers off and I, I recovered the book in three parts. So this is me as a 13-year-old. I'll show you this in an image on the screen, actually. Doing all the covers. It's, it's all completely falling to bits. But um, this is me pulling apart his book and doing some some... Um, calligraphy. I'll show you on the screen. You, you want to tell me that your love for calligraphy came because of Lord of the Rings? Well, partly, yeah. It's um, there's the there's the covers of the books that I did that as a thirteen year old, and and I was trying to do some uncial writing that I'd seen on a map of the Lord of the Rings, and um, I had even before that I had done my um. Uh, decorated all the letters on my school projects and stuff. I've made 3D lettering. So it, it, does, it does go a long way back, but the Lord of the Rings kind of kicked it over into a different level. And um, 
I'm an artist as well as a art. Calligraphy is just a facet of my art. I do calligraphy and art and letter, map making and what have you. So they're all parts of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they were with me from a long time ago. So, so um, I pulled my brother's book apart and, and re-lettered and redrew all the covers. And, and uh, I've been interested ever since. I, I, I do remember always being fascinated with um, with good lettering and how alphabets work. And, and, uh, and are you like self-taught or have you been uh, attending some classes, workshops, or like how did you learn calligraphy? Completely self-taught. In fact, right through all the Lord of the Rings stuff, I, I, I just worked in a vacuum. I had bought a... Um, a, a, a copy of the Speedball textbook and okay. some calligraphy pens. And I, I, I actually upgraded my some crappy old calligraphy pens that I bought years, years before. And I bought, for the Lord of the Rings, I bought some um, Rotring art pens. You probably know them yeah. if you don't call them. And I did most of the work in the Lord of the Rings with those, only to discover later on that that just ordinary old dip pens give a better result. So um, I haven't used the the Rotring ones for, forever. But um, so so most of the Lord of the Rings is just with with the Rotring. But after that, I've switched back to just speedball dip pens. And you, you showed the covers there in Unshow. Does this mean that uh, Unshow was the first script you learned? Well, I always every everyone jumps into black letter as soon as they can, but but uh, <laughs> but Unshow was kind of the thing that that uh, set the Lord of the Rings in the in the kind of time that it was. So um, that's that's sort of the next thing I did. The 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 thing that got me the job was. I, um, I'll show you this. This is um, I wrote a letter to Peter Jack well, to, to the film company because basically this was just down the road from where I live. They're making the film of one of my favourite books. Why don't I see if, if I can do some work for them? So I sent in um, the sample here. Here we go. Were they looking for calligraphers, or you just reached out to them? Well, I just reached out to them and. Um, sent them this sample here of some elvish which I, when i look at it now is, is pretty terrible but um what do you mean <laughs> this is but uh <laughs> no i don't think it's terrible at all this is uh, such a lovely like i don't understand anything like is this a, a actual language or yeah this is this is uh, i won't even try and read it now it's just the lord of the rings a film made in wellington by peter jackson it, it's just a they, they, they never even asked me what it said, but um, but, but it got me the job essentially. So um, yeah. uh, I sent that in, and the, immediately the phone rang, and they said, "Mr. Reeve, come in. We need to talk to you." So I went off in my lunchtime from the bank and um, went in and saw the people at the film studio, and pretty much came away from that with the job of doing the calligraphy. I, I think they hadn't really thought about it until I landed in their lap. They, they had some, actually, I tell a lie, they did have some other people doing background calligraphy here and there, and then I sort of turned up with my stuff, and they said, well, okay, you can do it, and, and away I went. 
and uh, just just on from there. <laughs> it was pretty bizarre. This, this doesn't sound, this doesn't sound uh, <laughs> like very believable. <laughs> I was expecting yeah. to like wow. Like yeah, how, no, no, how, I, how old are you, were you at this point? Um, I must have been thirty-eight or something. Wow. I guess. Okay, yeah. so at that point, you you've had a lot of experience with calligraphy. Well, not really. I I drawn the spice labels on my jars and I promised my wife that I would do the, the title page in our wedding album and I still haven't got around to it and, and you know just all the little things that you try and do and, and um, uh, I worked at a, at a, at a level that's that that is no more than anyone else but um, jumping into the Lord of the Rings, Fortunately, I suppose, a, a lot of film work, they want writing to be written as if not by a professional, but by a, an everyday person like a hobbit or a whatever. So not everyone in Middle Earth is an expert calligrapher. So, so um, I got, got away with being able to do some pretty terrible handwriting for, for Bilbo Baggins, for example, just invented how he was going to do his script, which is, as Tolkien describes, is, is um, uneven and spidery and pretty unsure of himself. But but was it not first the Lord of the Rings movies and then The Hobbit? Like yes, yes, but 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 um, the the Red Book of Bilbo Baggins features in the film of the Lord of the Rings as well. It kind of um, it, it, it bookends the whole story. He, he, the old Hobbit is there writing his book, and uh, and then it switches back to sixty years earlier. No, it doesn't. I'm getting I'm getting confused between the two films now. But 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 essentially, Bilbo's Red Book is in both films, and he um his writing as the Hobbit is is uh, central to both things. So this this book exists in both films and that's that was one of the first things i had to do okay i, I need to know a lot like i'm very like uh, i don't know what, what to ask is i i haven't prepared I, I didn't know what to prepare i usually don't prepare much for those podcasts it's, it's just talking with the with the guest but uh seriously i was so excited and i want to learn every detail like how how long uh, did it take to make for like uh, the calligraphy for one movie and was it like from the first movie they decided that you're gonna do all the calligraphy for all the movies or what was the whole process? It, it evolved as it went, but um, they were always gonna shoot all three movies. So when you build a set, you shoot everything that's gonna happen at that, in that set, whether it's at the start of the, if you build Bag End, you will film the start of the film, you'll film the end of the whole trilogy, which happens there as well. You film everything and then you tear down that set and you build a different one. So they they had three films to shoot and it was always going to be three films. So you just do them all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And it, okay. it, yeah, it was, uh, I can't remember, a year and a half or two years of filming and then post-production and pickup shots and what have you would carry on each year as, as they 
realized what they didn't already have and they'd get you to do some more stuff. But, but yeah, pretty much once I got my feet on the ground there, I, I became the guy and then, and um, well, I'll show you some more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier to explain if I've got it in front of me. Sure, okay. sure. It's all good. <laughs> so, okay, that's the first thing I did for the films, which were the um, labels on Gandalf's fireworks, which I don't think ever get seen, but it was fun to do. But here's the red book I was talking about. This, um, and, and this is me figuring out how to, how to write with a quill pen. I tried a fountain pen first, but if you want to be, have writing look as though it's written with a quill, obviously the best thing to do is just write it with a quill. So I, I learned how to use a quill, how to cut pens and what have you. And here's a few shots of the book. Um, so I've written as Bilbo, there and back again, A Hobbit's Tale by Bilbo Baggins. And then in Frodo's hand, I have written and The Lord of the Rings by, and then Frodo, uh, Elijah Wood would come along on screen and write Frodo Baggins. So there's take one, take two, and we, we did half a dozen takes of, of um, that scene. So I had to teach, I had some sessions with Elijah Wood and with Sir Ian Holm. This is teaching Ian Holm um, how to write his bit concerning hobbits at the front of the book. Those are the actors? Yeah, these are the actors in the film. There's, this is teaching Elijah how to write his Frodo Baggins signature. So, and this is Elijah. This is so, Elijah practicing his um, the last words he was going to write in the book. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, this means that uh, whatever you've done, like uh, you have no, they haven't shot you writing, like they haven't uh, recorded. They didn't. Writing? No, they didn't. For the Lord of the Rings, I um, they they had Elijah right on camera. They had uh, Sir Ian Holm writing on camera. And this, by the way, is the last six pages of the book, which no one has ever seen, really. Um, so this is me writing as Frodo. But when we switched over to The Hobbit, which this is The Hobbit here, this is me writing on camera. So I did, I did get a chance in the end to... Um, get the camera and and it was like a 3D, they, they were shooting this in 3D so the camera thing was huge, it's just a massive thing and you, the, the person doing the thing, myself, is just, you're not even important, they've got to set up the lights and they've got to set up the camera and they have to get everything right and all this and, and then the, you kind of come in at the last minute and you've got to work around this thing, this huge thing in your face, and reaching around and you can barely see what you're doing and, and it's just... Uh, it's, it's lucky that Bilbo's writing is, is uh, an untidy script because it was just so hard to do this and is, still make it look like that. This is based on Unshow, as I, I could see, but uh, I guess uh, you had to um, to make it your own, to be different and unique, yes, right? Yes, indeed, exactly. It's kind of a, I guess, half Unshow is the closest thing, but it's got some strange little accent marks and it's, it, is, it has become a, a, a one of my own handwritings. It's a, a weird thing. I had to um, 
in the, uh, no one else has been able, they, they can't do it. It's, it's unique, just like your handwriting is to you. We, and when we did The Hobbit, we ended up having four people playing Bilbo Baggins. There was, um, um, this is old, old Bilbo Baggins for the close-ups and face shots was Sir Ian Holm for the continuity with The Lord of the Rings. And then for the wide shots, they used Martin Freeman, who plays also plays young Bilbo Baggins. And then they had Frank, the hand double, whose hands looked exactly like Ian Holmes' hands so that he could strike the match on the camera and dip the quill in the ink and what have you. And then they had me to do the, actually do the writing on the book because no one else can make the writing look the same and it had to look the same as in Lord of the Rings. And it's just, it, it is surprising that, that even though I made it up, it, it's still a writing that's unique to me and it's just, just weird. How much how much time did it take you to develop this? Like, was it was it a struggle? Like, was it easy? Writing the book itself was easy. I mean, once my hand has learned how to do that writing, I just it's just coming up with the words. For the Lord of the Rings, I was allowed to write about thirty pages of the book in my own words, just just me telling the story as as I as I wished, and uh, that was. If I was to take anything away from the Lord of the Rings films that I had made, I would, I would take that red book with me. That, that was, it was just, they gave me so much creativity, so much creative license to do with it as I, whatever I liked. So um, I but, just drew what I liked to draw. And but developing the style itself, how much time did it take? Like, were you To establish the style. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It was I probably came back with them with, with a a, a, um, a couple of different looks, and they said, "Yeah, let's do this. Let's not use this accent mark. Let's change this." And, and uh, as soon as I got back the second time round, we said, "Yeah, that's it. We've nailed it. Let's go." And um, it probably had taken me I don't know a week to learn how to to come up with Bilbo's unique look of writing, and. And the Shire alphabet in general, and then Bilbo's version, which which has kind of flourishes in all the wrong places, and is it's a bit overdone. And then there's Frodo who writes it correctly, and so I just had to teach my hand to do both versions of that script. And then in the background, there's a million other versions of it, you know, because you're, you're pretending to be everyone in the Shire all at once, and whether you're the the Cooper or the, you know, the farmer or whatever, they've all got different ways of writing. So you, you try and vary it and do it with brushes and do it with pens and do it with um, whatever you can think of and uh, make it all different. What was the most uh, challenging thing that you had to do for, for the movies uh, in terms of calligraphy? And what was the easiest and more, most exciting for you? Oh... Probably the most challenging stuff is things in Elvish because the, the elves kind of live forever, much like myself. Yeah, I was going to say elf. <laughs> <laughs> so they've had forever to get really good at calligraphy. And so, um, 
you have to assume that if, if an elf is going to go to the trouble of writing anything down, he's going to do it really well. So it was a bit of a, a bit daunting to do anything in Elvish because it should always look so nice. And I, I, I think I got there okay with some, but, but that was, that was pretty tricky. Um, are there, are there more examples that you can show from yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, those kinds of things? I'll go through. Okay. So there's some more Bilbo Baggins stuff, writing the um, party invitations. That was me doing some recently with a quill pen. And oh, <laughs> I've written that sign more times than I can... <laughs> Excuse me. It's um, the more important a prop is, the more repeats of it you have to have. You, you uh, have to do it in two, everything in the Hobbit and in the Lord of the Rings is in two scales as well. So you need the hero, the Hobbit scale, and the human scale, and then you need ten backups of each one. And it's just um, oh, now this reminds me. The writing on the ring clearly was a huge central part of the Lord of the Rings. So that had to be right. And um, that was one of the earliest things they got me to do. And this, this, is, the, this is like a Elvish? That's Elvish. And okay. I've drawn it exactly. Professor Tolkien came up with the script, and this is just exactly how he wrote it. Um, okay. For some reason, they got, they got me to do it with white. I have a question. Black. Yeah. Black. I'm trying to to read. Is this even English, or does it say anything specific, or is just letters? It, it does. It's it's the underlying language of it is in fact the Black Speech of Mordor. Okay. So when you translate it, it comes out as like Ash Nazg do Bataluk, Ash Nazg It's it's this different language, but the translation of it into English. <clears throat> is um, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. And that's what's written on the ring itself. So um, uh, that was central to the film, and, and I had to get that right, right at the start. Can, can, Here's a whole bunch. Can you just Sorry? Uh, come back for a second on the ring? Like, yeah. And this... Uh... I think this word, it says like elf. <laughs> Do you see it? What I mean? No, 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 no. In the left, no. like here, where is the space? Before the space, like this works, looks like elf. E-L-F. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, actually. I do, I do. <laughs> <clears throat> You're right. And now that you've said that, I will never be able to unsee it. <laughs> You've ruined it for me. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought uh, yeah, because it's Elvish. I, wow. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to add that to, to, to my, whenever I talk about this. So here's a bunch. The, the, as well as what you see, the, the hero stuff, there's all sorts of background things. So here are a few examples. There's a whole lot of Elvish. Like, okay. How, how do you come up with this Elvish? Like, how that if if somebody wants to develop a elvish script like what's the process behind developing this kind because it when you look to it 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 really looks like uh 
Elvish or I don't know something that that's been there forever. Like, yeah, it does. It's um, Tolkien thought it out, and it, and it's um, it's a pretty pretty well thought out alphabet. And I've come up with numerous ones for different projects of my own, and it's a, it's actually something that that um, where's how? I, I thought of this before for you. Your calligraphy master's challenges. Yeah. And just an idea is a challenge is come up with a your own invented script. As just just an idea. Because no, I've this, done that, this is I've a done great, that a lot of times. This is a great idea, but uh, you know, usually the challenge of course there are some people who are like good calligraphers and they participate, but a lot of those people they are just beginners and they're just trying to, to learn calligraphy and all of this. How, how do you, like, maybe if you explain to people how they can come up with their script, maybe, I mean, this is actually, it sounds like a great challenge, but give some tips how to develop your own script. Like, if you, sure, sure. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Just when you say that now, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, this is cool, but how can I do it? Yeah, it is. It is. A, it's an interesting thing to do. And I've done a lot of it recently. On another huge project that I can't, I'm not allowed to tell you about. But oh, <laughs> this doesn't but, but we'll, sound cool. <laughs> we'll come back for part two when I'm allowed to talk about. It. Okay, okay, this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it is. I've done it for for other things for Dungeons Dragons and all sorts of um, different clients. Made different scripts for them, as well as for my own interest. And um, it is a challenging thing to do to make it look as if it was designed and has been in use and is done by different people in different styles. Um, it's quite a mission to come up with, 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 come up with a, a coherent kind of look to a script and make it seem a real part of the world. So uh, I did some more of it in um, Mortal Engines, which we may get to if we've got time. But, but um... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, now did you say like it makes sense? Like I mean, like, uh, did you get many more clients because of uh, uh, World of the Rings and The Hobbit? Yeah, yeah. I, I like I said, I did the filming, the filming of the Lord of the Rings while I still had a real job, but when it got to the end of it, um, that kind of movie generates a whole lot of publicity and action figures and books and just a ton of merchandise. So for films like that, um, they make a thing called a style guide, which I'll show you shortly. And, and that's got the approved art and the approved lettering and the approved illustrations that all of the licensees must adhere to. And when New Line Cinema approached me and said this is what we need for our style guide for for lord of the rings it was this huge list and it was at that point i just had to make the decision shall i work at the bank for another hundred years or shall i go and be an artist and it was just hey let's go and be an artist and and it's a just a leap of faith onto the roller coaster of being a self-employed artist and it's, it's um so word of the rings was a breaking point like yeah 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 Okay, this is funny. Like you were very young and 
you like kind of fell in love with calligraphy because of Lord of the Rings. Then your life been running, and then you, uh, your client becomes Lord of the Rings, and because of yeah. it, you become I like know, a professional calligrapher. Yeah, yeah, it just just to this weird circle, and it came back and haunted me, and um, and I still haven't been able to escape from Middle Earth yet, but <laughs> it keeps coming back. But but we'll get to that later. <laughs> but it is funny. It is it is funny. The thing that that really kick sparked my interest in the first place is the same thing that that um, kicked off my professional art career. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty bizarre. This this makes me think like uh, I don't know. A real person who believes that some things are meant or like when I listen to your story, it sounds like it's meant for you to. To be calligrapher, it's meant for you to be the one who makes the calligraphy for World of the Rings. Like, yeah. the whole story, like, I don't know, this is just too crazy. And the fact that you told me that you approached them to be, uh, like, uh, to make the calligraphy, this is crazy. Earlier, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to ask him, like, uh, is, were there, like, uh, something, like, uh, were they searching for calligraphers or anything? And the, the moment you told me you approached them, I was like, what, what? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you like? How did you even know that they're shooting a movie for Lord of the Rings? Yeah, well, it was in the newspaper. They said that Peter Jackson's making this trilogy of films, and um, like I said, it's virtually on my doorstep. It's just just to drive twenty minutes away. So it, it, I knew that I could at least have a decent shot at it and and get some maybe some background stuff in, but it just I think I just I think I landed in their lap at exactly the time that they needed all the stuff done, and they and they just said, "Yeah, let's go for it." Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, and okay, and I'll show you some more. I'll show you some more. You also okay. did maps, like you mentioned maps. Yeah, the the maps came up as well. Um, let's go through this some stuff in English, and again, you try and do as many different styles as you can. Some more elvish. That's more recent. This is like now that this I'm is one of the just looking to this makes me want to learn to write like this. This is insane. <laughs> Are you teaching people to write elvish? Has anyone ever asked you? I have taught a few workshops, but not not specifically on elvish. Although um, it's probably a good idea if, if people are interested, then uh, I can do that. That's one of the hero props where Gandalf reads the ring writing on an old document. Okay. And there were loads of other things, just illustrations, more elvish. Um, these are some set dressings in Rivendell. There's uh, the, the Fall of Gilgalad, a poem which I've ex extended from Tolkien's version. There's the Scroll of the Kings of Numenor, which is sort of a, a made a black letter version of Elvish. And I even I designed an Elvish telescope, which was uh, very cool. I was really pleased to, that they saw that, that they that they built that. It's the in, picture um, of the telescope. The, the one on the, it? The one, yeah, yeah. They, they the props people just needed stuff left, right, and center. So I had a go at designing the telescope, and um, there it is. They built it. It was it's uh, it was very cool. Wow. It's more elvish in a huge big book. Um, 
And speaking of books, here's this is another hero one, the, the um, Saruman's book, which shows the West Gate of Moria, which again is a, another illustration that I used, copied from Tolkien, and it culminates in, um, this is Alan Lee illustrating the uh, Balrog in the end of this book that we were working on together. Um, another one in Moria is the book of, near Balin's tomb, there's this book. These are copies of the pages prior to um, distressing them, and it finishes again with the one on the right here is the page that Gandalf reads from in the film, ending with, they are coming, trading off in that little scrawl at the end. So, yeah, there's some, some rune action going on there. It was, um, you, you certainly get to write everything. And then, as you said, maps came up. So I drew this map of, um, they, they said they needed the map of the Lonely Mountain as described in The Hobbit. So I drew this, which is exactly as Tolkien drew it. And, the, and Peter Jackson said, this is great. Now do it again, smaller, and change the shape of the mountain and make it livelier looking dragon. So I made this as the Lord of the Rings version of the Lonely Mountain map. Um, but this you, is you, coming up. You, can you come back? Yeah. You, you made yeah, this? Come back. You made this? Yeah. And like, oh, why yeah. does it look like so like, was this the paper you made it or they made it somehow look uh, this old? Believe it or not, the film industry standard of aging things is still to stain it with tea and coffee. But, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm an artist, so I've always used watercolor. All this is watercolor um, paint on watercolor paper. Okay. And then just beat the hell out of it and rip it and tear it and distress it. Wow. And, and uh, you know, trample on it. It's, you just give it, give it heaps and... Um, essentially pack you know a hundred years worth of aging into into um, a few days and really go layer after layer after layer and, and uh, you give it a really hard time so you start start off with good quality watercolor paper if you want to do that what like what i'm just my my mind is blown right now <laughs> seriously <laughs> but this is um hang on this is designing Smaug the dragon to appear on that map. Okay. And here is the Lord of the Rings, uh, sorry, the Hobbit version of the same thing. So this is um, 60 years earlier. It's, uh, the map as seen in the Hobbit. That, that's what and I was going to ask. Do you have those in your <laughs> in your place or they, they, they took them? Well, I... I, I can recreate them pretty easily, but but um, so I have numerous copies of things. This you know a map from from the Hobbit, and uh, I got to do some artwork as well. So I drew portraits and what have you, which is were, were very cool to do. But with the um, with the Lonely Mountain map, I always wanted even when I read this as a kid to um, make a version of this map where you can read the secret rooms that appear when you, when it's in the book, when it's lit, lit by the moonlight and all, but 
I just wanted to make it so if you shine a light from the back, um, you get the secret rooms appearing here on the map. In so I had an idea. To, with lemon? I was going to make them. Sorry? You rolled with lemon? Lemon juice? No, no, no. I'll show you. I, I, I did. Um, I thought I would make a parchment front and draw the map on it mm -hmm. and make a parchment back. And then in between the two layers, I was going to sandwich a third layer from which the runes had all been cut out. Okay. So when you shone the light through, you'd, you'd see the gaps. And I start, I set out to do exactly that. And um, I thought, I need to write, get these runes really carefully done. So I, I drew them and made a print of them so I'd know, I'd know where to cut out. And then uh, I thought, wait a minute, this, this works already. There was one of those processes that got simpler and simpler. And I'll show you. This, this is, I hope you can see this on the camera, but. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I know, right? So all it is, is that I've printed in black on the back of the map and left, left the lettering unprinted so that. Wow. We get the, yeah. Yes. It was pretty simple. And so I made a two-sided version of the map. And, and the single-sided printed version, so a bit of sleight of hand, Elrond can put down the full map and pick up the one that's printed on, on in black. And uh, <laughs> we have a special effect without any need for special effects. It was um, <laughs> it was cool, a, a cool moment. Do you have like you have a lot of those things that you showed like? Uh work that you've done for the World of Rings, do you have them in your place? Do you stay, do they stay with you or they require to take them? Pretty much when, when, whenever you work on a film or a TV program, the film company, TV company, they own everything you do. Okay. You don't get any rights to keep any of it. So um, I have some things here simply because you do, you know, you make, uh, initial copies and the you keep the what you, you might get to keep the one that wasn't used in the film or whatever or in some cases I've recreated them having done them once I can recreate them exactly because um, you have to do that as well you have to make 10 copies of the map because it's so important and you have to make smaller scales and bigger scales and so you get pretty good at making the same thing over and over again wow. <laughs> so I do have some sort of hero pieces yeah okay this is okay i'm gonna this is kind of a long shot but i don't care this just make me so hyped i'm gonna ask is there a piece that maybe you can send me i i really would love to have something on this wall <laughs> but you this is seriously this is gonna be i don't know i don't know even how to describe it like feel free to say no, feel free to say no but i, I don't know I'm, I'm just shooting for it <laughs> I would love to send you something. I will. I will do exactly that. Really? Trust? Me. Yeah, totally. I'll. I'll get your address and we'll. we'll oh my God! That's okay. <laughs> wow. Let's wow. make that happen. Wow. Okay. And uh, what else? Like, okay. what else? Okay. It's interesting that you can share about. Like, I. I I'm so like hyped. Like, I don't even know what to ask. This is just. Um, speechless. Just uh, watching and listening to everything. Wow. Wow. This one I put on Instagram. I'm just new to Instagram, but I 
showed this a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I, I have to, a question uh, about you, about Instagram. Like, your Instagram yeah. is so low. Like, uh, guys, guys, whoever is listening, whoever is watching, please, uh, there's gonna be his Instagram uh, on the video. It will be in the description. Go follow this guy. Like, he deserves to have followers. Please, guys, please <laughs> go and follow Daniel on Instagram. You you find the links in the description. Uh, this is. He has like what was it like? I think it's less than thousand followers. This is fucking insane, people. Like this is the person who, who created the calligraphy for such iconic movies. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you have watched them, uh, have watched it, and uh, I love those movies. I, I'm sure a lot of people love those movies. If you're a calligrapher who loves the movies, please go follow Daniel. Uh, I, this is for me. Like I, I don't understand how you have so few followers. Well, I've only just started. It's, it's, um, and I don't know. It's, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm so old. I don't really, and I'm not in the digital world as much as I probably should be. But I'll, I'm going to try and get some content out there. And um, yeah, let's let's see what happens. This this one, I put up a, a month or so ago, is what the map could have looked like if Guillermo del Toro had continued to direct The Hobbit, and. Um, with fair justification because it, it was a a dwarven map made by dwarves to be read only by dwarves then it might as well be in dwarvish so um this was a lot of fun to kind of do lots of gilding lots of runes yeah this is like uh, gold right or yeah 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 wow. gold leaf gold leaf wow and then yeah distress it and age it and knock half of it off again so that was that was fun but um not to be but there were plenty of other maps. These this appeared in both Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Um, this was in the Lord of the Rings. This is a map that we see Gandalf flicks through. And of course, the film titles came up. Uh, being the lettering guy for these things, this is some of the Lord of the Rings in various languages there. I don't think I have a Bulgarian one for you, sorry. Really? Yeah, they got me to do the, the lettering for the for the um various films and back to maps so this is this is drawing the famous middle earth map which what i mentioned earlier the style guide this was central to the style guide and it was the map that appeared as the wallpaper it was on every package every action figure every um book that you see in the shops it was it was insane i drew it on a like a seven dollar sheet of paper in my garage and threw water at it and it was just it was just really bizarre that i would sent it off then to new york to get scanned and the next time i saw it was in the shops where it was just staring at me from a hundred action figures and books and umbrellas and just everywhere i looked this this map that i had drew it was just it was surreal <laughs> and i knew that it was the same everywhere in the world it was kind of bizarre really bizarre before before you made the calligraphy for world of the rings did you were you expecting that it's gonna go so big like no, I mean, you read no. already the books so or yeah i i thought it might have been a pretty decent set of films because it's a good um it's a good story but um there's no way i expected it to kind of 
be be, be the, what it became. So uh, yeah, I was sort of blown away with um, the stuff that I had done. It was just wow. It was, it was really so. I would go into my son and I would go into the shop, and he would buy. I'd buy him like a cave troll action figure so that he could get the action figure and I could get the packaging because it had my map on it. <laughs> and it was, yeah, no, it was, it was uh, fun times. Mm-hmm. So I did learn a thing on that, on that map though. The, um, I had drawn it with Windsor and Newton calligraphy inks, the um, sepia for the line drawing and some, Indian red, I think it is, for the um, calligraphy. But I had foolishly made that map on the wrong kind of paper. It, was, um, it wasn't watercolour paper. It was like printmaking paper. As this is a mistake I'll never forget. I, I had done all the calligraphy like you saw, then let it dry, and then the next I took to it with the watercolour. But because it was the wrong kind of paper, it stayed wet forever it took like the next day to get to to um be dry so when i looked at the map the um i'll bring it back on screen the the um the last piece of calligraphy that i had done had bled into the surrounding area it's in the cartouche here at the bottom where it says middle earth all the other red ink was fine but this one was hadn't had long enough to dry and the water had made it bleed everywhere. It was this big pink stain, and it was it was just a disaster. So um, there was no time to make it again. So I had to patch it up with acrylic. Okay. And I've I've said to people on numerous occasions, the lesson is if you're using Windsor and Newton um, Indian red, make sure you give it about three days to dry. But in fact, that's not the case. It's it's I think all of the Windsor and Newton inks behave the same. Some, some, some stick onto the paper more than others, but basically it just needs to be really, really dry. And they all, they all dry fine and they all will accept several wettings afterwards, but you should wet them um, as few times as you can get away with to, um, to avoid them looking, uh, lifting off. But anyway, the map, like I said, came back on a million different, uh, bits of merchandise and it was um no one's ever figured out that, that it had to be patched up with acrylic so it was just there were board games and um there's some more they they also having made the style guide they got me to work on other other people got me to work on their trading cards and their board games and their whatever merchandise but here is where it gets this is um the style guide like I said, had to um, provide all of the approved artwork, approved lettering, approved look of the whole thing. So they needed me to provide them the look of all of the different characters, places, and events with their own fonts, styles, each one of these name treatments has the look of what it's describing. Okay. So it was a huge, it was far more work than it looks like on screen here. But um, this, this the list of all this stuff was what enabled me to leave the bank and become a um, 
full-time artist. So here are some of them in the act of being created. I was working here with a pencil, of course, um, just drawing out the initial, how they should look. And some here are some of the uses they went to. There was postage stamps and uh, there's working out how to do the Saruman thing, coming up with some fonts, each with its own look that um, went with the characters that, of, of that race. <clears throat> huh. And the, it was just, just like, as you can see, it's, there's a lot of de design work that went behind it. And yeah, bizarrely, yeah, I, I would see my writing on the side of an airplane and it was just insane. Wow. There's the same sort of deal for The Hobbit. Okay. Um, so all of these bits of writing reflect the characters that they come from or yeah. the event or the place. Yeah. Huh. What's the thought process? Like how, like, um, like, I really like, uh, I think you should, uh, have, like you said, you teach some workshop. Do you usually, as a calligrapher, like, do you actually consider yourself a calligrapher or more like an artist? Both, definitely both. both. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I do fine art and what have you, but with the, the calligraphy is, is a pretty big niche. Mm -hmm. That's that a big part of what I do, calligraphy and making the maps. Um, the, that's what people come and seek me out for because um, there's plenty of artists out there, but but the calligrapher is a kind of a, a narrower field. So, so that's what I'm more well known for. And it does feel like what I do mainly is. So, uh, so are, are there your, uh, some workshops that you're teaching or it's not something or like a regular thing? I'm just so bit. I've I have taught several workshops, and um, I've got more coming up. I'm going to do an italic one this year for our local group, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, they do come up from time to time, and I I I, I can't. I'd kind of like to teach them more. Uh, um, the friends of calligraphy in San Francisco have asked me to come and do a workshop there, or if not, come over then do it online. But. Uh, We'll get to that, but the last couple of years I've just been so busy I haven't been able to do, do any teaching at all. It's just this huge project I had to do. That you don't want <laughs> to think can't. about. Right? No, I can't tell you. I had to go and live in a different city. What? I had to pack up. Yeah, I had to go and live in Auckland for two years, two and a half years. Okay, okay. Uh, I have a question before. Uh, yeah. Whenever you finish this project, you, you just mentioned that you can also teach online. Are you willing to do a workshop with calligraphy masters to workshop in which you teach people how to develop this uh, style, like this uh, different styles that you mentioned earlier, it's going to be good to be like a challenge. Like, I don't know even how yeah, to explain yeah. it. Sure. Yeah, sure. I think it'll probably end up being more like a lecture than than a hands-on, I don't know, maybe we, we, we could figure out how to do that because the th another thing I wanted to say to you, of course, is to congratulate you on Calligraphy Masters and providing a, a, um, a place, an online place where calligraphers can gather from everywhere. And I think it is just fantastic what you've, what you've achieved with this thing. It's, it's um, like a, it should be a magnet for every calligrapher to come and and uh, view the best 
not only the best, but like you said, examples of people that are learning, just, just all levels come in and um, view calligraphy masters and have a look. So I'm going to encourage that as much as I can because I think you've just done an amazing job with it. It's really, I applaud you, man. Well, cool. I don't know how to react to such stuff because, like, I don't know what to say. Like, thank you, thank you. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm a person with passion for calligraphy. I'm not, like, yeah. I'm not even a good calligrapher. I just love calligraphy. I love it so much. Like, 10, 15 minutes ago, I look into my camera, I noticed, like, since the podcast started, I'm just smiling and smiling, just listening to the, to what you're telling and looking all those examples. I'm like, I'm like a kid, you know, I, I enjoy this so much. This is so fucking amazing. Uh, good, 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 good. Okay, and uh, from World of the Rings and uh, The Hobbit, you said you got, you had uh, a lot of other clans. Are there, can you mention some clan? clans that you got from those movies that some big clans that works that you've already done that are not secret what other programs yeah, I've, big projects you've been involved I've, i'll flick through a few more on here this is um this there's more to see uh just a second wait i've lost the ability to share now here we are so there's the hobbit again the film titles for, for came up for the hobbit um, for each of the films within The Hobbit. I made the, the lettering for the titles and for the credits later on. And here's another opportunity to do more of, of um, Bilbo's writing, plus all of the, the lettering in the Shire. There's a whole lot of lettering from um, all the different places. And, and as I mentioned, you're trying always to be the entire population of, of um, Middle Earth. So forever looking for a different look for this and that. Oh, this, this one. <laughs> this uh, is the Bilbo's contract, his contract as the burglar in The Hobbit. And this was in the book as like about three clauses of a contract it's just so tiny and i i drew that i, I did it up in a, in a kind of a font that looked like runes but was english and sent it through to the in the night pack which is the thing that peter and philippa and fran would um give their feedback and they'd send it back the next morning and everyone would learn what you know what do i have to do next i sent this thing off in the night pack and they said yeah that's nice but can we make it a bit longer so you just it turned into a longer page and I sent that off in the night pack and the answer would come back, yeah, let's try two pages, shall we? Okay, and I'm just do it again. And, it's, and, it's, and I'm thinking up all these different different um, legal clauses for this, this contract. And each time I sent it off, they just said, make it longer, make it bigger, uh, smaller words, bigger, just go crazy. So in the end, it, it became this... <laughs> crazy thing. Just, not sure how much of this you can see on the camera there, but um, it was insane. And it's it's all just, uh, as, again, this is a, a different style that I kind of invented for this thing. Um, and then signed at the bottom by the appropriate characters. Is this all with, all just, with the quill? 
No, this was with uh, speedball pens. That's mm -hmm. my go-to thing is um, speedball nibs. But in a style that I kind of came up with that was suitable and just in the words, I was just stealing bits from my employment contract with the film and with insurance contract and just well, making up all these crazy wordings. I just had a ball. It was just so, so, so and I finally got the thing made, and it was a huge amount of writing. And I got this thing made, stitched together, sealed up with wax, sent it off in the night pack. And the message that came back was, this is perfect. You've done it. You've cracked it. PJ approved. Now make it again. Because <laughs> 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 they just, as a, everything that is important, you have to have multiple copies. So I had to sit down with a light box and just do the whole thing again and then again but in the end it is it's just it's too it takes even with a light box and the steam coming off your pen it still takes more than a week to make one of those things mm. so um it's, it's a lot the smaller you write the more writing you need to fill up the space so it's just insane amount of, of writing so in the end i scanned it and got and um made some printed versions for the smaller scale uh, and for the, the wide shots where you see the Martins leaping over fences and, and uh, matter matter and this thing's getting caught and ripped and so, so there were printed versions for doing that. But other than that, pretty much everything is um, handmade for these, these films because you just get a better result that way. So that was insane. I've <laughs> If I could take away something from the Lord of the Rings, it would have been the Red Book. And if I took away something from the Hobbit, it would be that contract because it was just, again, the chance to use my own creativity with it and make it the way I saw, I saw fit. Come up with all the words. It was just <laughs> bizarre, insane. Now, now that I think to like the whole conversation, I think, I think I know what's the secret. You're not coming up with anything. You just because you're immortal, you've been living through so many times. You, you, you've seen this somewhere, like throughout the centuries. You've seen the works. You're not coming up with anything. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I've done it for hundreds of years, and it's still <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so, okay, let's get some more. Um... Wow, this, 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 is, is, a, yeah. this contract, this, like, the, the, please come back, I want to, wow, this is just, I don't know, I'm speechless, this is such a beauty, and wow. Seriously. It is, it's, it's, an, it's a very, very cool piece, and there was, I made a mistake on the stitching, I was stitching them together, and the very, like, third to last stitch, I made a mistake, <coughs> but because it was PJ approved with that mistake in it, Every single copy I've ever made of it ever since has the same deliberate stitching mistake in it. And that's, uh... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a book by Radagast the Wizard. I don't think we see it on camera, but um, here's, here's another invented script. This is me inventing a, a script that the orcs use, the goblins, and that is written in black speech and it has a, a, a something like for the head of the dwarf they call Oakenshield 30 gold pieces or some such ransom note so that was uh 
a challenge to write on letter and do it in a couple of different scales. This is lettering from Lake Town, <coughs> uh, which we come encounter later on, and quite a lot of lettering in Dwarvish in their runes with a lot of gilding and. Um, Damn, this looks amazing. Yeah, that was it's that's time consuming to do. It's not it doesn't flow off the pen the same way um, um our own lettering does, but uh, <laughs> but these are dwarves, so they use lots of gold and gilding and and um what have you. And, uh, there there are a million slides I could show you of the, of the these films, but but um I in the end <laughs> had to come up with um, the, the look of decorating Wellington City as the middle of Middle Earth for the launch of this thing. So there's the biggest sign I've ever made. <laughs> the wrap party for the, um, for the, when we finished making The Hobbit. Mm. And that's, that's kind of the, the, this occurred years later, they made a, a box set of, of um, of all the discs, but here's here. Okay, here are some other projects. There's um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and again, that's another invented script for the um, stone table and the arrest warrant for Mr. Tumnus by Morgram, the captain of the secret police. That was a, a nice prop to make, and again, it had its own merchandising map of Narnia. What you worked for Narnia as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was another one. This was from King Kong. Um, there was numerous props within King Kong, so that was uh, a lot of fun to work on. How many movies have you worked for? Uh, you have to look at my website. There's, but probably a dozen, I guess. This is one called The Legend of the. Lord. I think it came out as The Warrior's Way in the end. It was a different thing, and. Um, Sorry, that's that was the first time I used a uh, copper plate nib was for that thing. Okay. The guys showed me an example. Can you make some writing that looks something like this? And I said, sure, yeah, yeah no problem. And I thought, oh my god, how do I do that? And it, and it was just just I went out and bought a uh, probably a browser I use mostly uh, for copper plate and just learned how to use that. And said, yeah, yeah. But again, you see, the thing is. They don't want it to look as if it's written by an expert. They want it to look like this guy, this is what he had, this, and he just wrote this thing. So huh. it's not expert copper plate, it's just someone's handwriting with a split, split nib. And uh, <laughs> so I get away with murder because all of these films and stuff, they, they always want it to be look as if it's written by, you know, the the lonely, the um this is just written by some crazy person who who survived skull island huh. and there's i don't know if you can see it that the uh yeah gorilla face on the map there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so you I, I get to write and just all kinds of untidy things because in the stories these things are always written by someone that's just a joe average person does this mean you're the one who makes all the calligraphy in the movies like it, 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 it sounds like you're... Have you done something for Game of Thrones? 
No, I didn't get to do Game of Thrones. I do missed you know, that one. Do you know other people like you who does similar stuff to you, like calligraphy and lettering for movies? Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't know who they are, but there, there are people out there. Clearly, there was there was there's a there's a film. What's it called about the little mouse with big ears and and um. Despero, I think his name is, and there's some. It's just it's like an it's animated kids film, but it's um, he ha, he he studies these books, and I don't know who it is, but whoever's done the calligraphy, it's it's fantastic, really, really, really good. Hmm. So um, yeah, there are other people. It's not just me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not but, sure uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And there are others. There are others. Hang on. Okay. We're nearly at the end of this. I, I promise. This no. you don't have to sit through it. Pick up a lot more. This was from Spartacus, which was fun because it got to do the the old. Um, I forgot the name of it. The old Roman. Um, oh, name's gone out of my head. You know what I mean? Yeah, Roman capitals. What's that? Roman the rustic, Cap rustic. Oh, rustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman capitals the and rustic script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rustic, yeah. Uh, this one writing in Hebrew and Syriac and what have you for a film called um, Kingdom Come, which they began but never finished. So that was writing on papyrus and learning how to do Hebrew and Syriac and, and uh, a couple of others there. I never, I never written on papyrus actually. How how is that? Is it? It's a, it's kind of a hard surface, but it takes ink quite nicely. And um, the main thing there was writing, doing using reed pens. So I've cut a million reed pens, and um, mostly I just do it with bamboo. I think they got me some um, some actual the the proper reeds from from the Nile. Think for the hero stuff, but um, I've done it mostly with bamboo. Wow. Um, this was for Tintin. Again, that was another film by Peter Jackson and Steven Spielberg. They jointly did this one. So these three bits of paper, when you line them up and shine a light through them, they, the message at the bottom becomes some map coordinates. Again, like like the one for the Hobbit that you showed with the black. Uh background or? yeah well this this one this one you just shot the done on really thin paper and when the light shines through all of the pieces line up and uh you can read the the message across the bottom turns into a a, a compass a, a um a bearing you know such and such degrees north and so many degrees west and it uh, it's a map map coordinates okay. when, when they all line up together this is these are designs from Mortal Engines, which I worked on, and that was a lot of fun to do. That it was uh, London on Wheels. There's some London sort of script. Wow. This is another invented script for the the um, this, rebel this uh, nice. settlement called Shangwild. So I've can invented you, these. Can you bring it back a little bit? It looks yeah, like yeah. something like a, a mix of Sanskrit and. Uh, this I don't know the Indian. Yeah, 
that's right so uh, some of the tamil scripts and and um in in uh, asia there that's the inspiration so i just invented a new things system of consonants and hanging off the below the consonants are the vowels hmm. so that they the the one the, the pieces hanging from the from the uh the main bar line at the top are the consonants of the alphabet and below them are hanging all the little curly bits of the uh, vowels that um make up the, the rest of the words so but that was a cool another cool one to invent and here here it is i think uh, i made some you can't see it very well i didn't get many photos of it but um it's used throughout this little set here and some other looks super cool yeah oriental looking wow. things this is from the letter for the king which was a, a kids tv series it's a lot of fun to do that's the the letter itself and i think there, there are a few more but um okay this the rest is finally the some, rest some some normal calligraphy <laughs> <laughs> this is these, these are just random bits i've put together to um oh wow this is such a nice unsure wow yeah i think unsure's underrated it can have a lot of characters so, yes uh, i love unsure yeah. like i of course not that this very very traditional but like like this like here I've seen like also some other calligraphers having fun with like I really love uh Unshow, especially something like this. Wow, this is super nice. Mm, yeah, I think it's nice. Um this commission like a lot of what I do is these days is commissions. So someone commissioned me to come up with the name of their um musical instruments. Um this was a commission for a, an exhibition called cloak so i think that was ruling pen kind of deal there's some more unsure just done for the hell of it for an exhibition mm. nice little quote <clears throat> that's from dune one of the quotes from dune i didn't work on that film but um <laughs> i have read the books a few times and uh also just a bit of italic this one i think you guys picked up yes. in your early days yes. of calligraphy masters that's it's... that's what i started the podcast i told you i knew you for a long time because i remember i've posted this and yeah and yeah now like few months it's actually i think Gingy, Gingy. it's 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 a woman girl <laughs> a woman from usa she I, i i believe she told me that you were the one that oh, okay the oh wow calligraphy for world of the rings and when i checked your account i was i, I went to check your account and I, i was following you i was like what how how am i following you and then i scrolled and i i saw this piece and i was like wow you like <laughs> this was the moment i was like i know the guy but i didn't know <laughs> yeah yeah that was the early days and yeah. i was so stoked that, that, that you guys picked that one up and, and featured it yeah so. it was such a nice like it's it, it, it's still such a nice piece i i love it it's like it's, so sharp and everything like it's, it's one of the pieces that i think it's one of the the better bits i've ever made it's um i first was just going to draw um fire air earth and water in the old script because that was the theme of the exhibition and i 
it just needed something else. So I um, added the modern elements. Those are the ancient elements in the middle, but the modern elements of the periodic table, starting with hydrogen, helium, lithium, etc., in the lightest, very light, very weight, just like the element, they're very light. And then as the atomic weights get heavier and heavier, the writing gets darker and bigger and blacker, and it ends up having the entire periodic table all written around the edge. So um, it was just one of the most, those brainwave moments that um, came up with exactly the right backdrop for the, for the elements. That's quite recent. There's some map, map making on, uh, that's doing calligraphy in white acrylic on canvas, hmm. which um, if you've prepared your canvas correctly is uh, nice to do. Some black letter. Again, that's on canvas. On canvas? like Yeah, canvas. What tools did you use for canvas calligraphy? You do this it with, one here. with a nipple or a this, brush? This is uh, brush lettering. Yeah. Of um, a, a, a little while back, I, um, I'll tell you, after, after all this film stuff, which I did in a vacuum, the Lord of the Rings, and then I learned that there were actually calligraphy groups out there that gather, and I, I had no idea, and they invited me to come along, and, and I joined a couple of calligraphy groups here, and um, and since then, have I have done a couple of workshops, and one of the early ones was with um, um, what's his name? Oh, it's gone out of my head. But learning, what, one of the breakthroughs for me was learning pen manipulation. Yeah. And so whenever I've taught a, a workshop um, since then, I've, I've always said to the people, whether or not you're ready at this point in your calligraphic journey to, to, to do pen manipulation, you should at least be aware that it, that it exists because all of the calligraphy that you look at and you admire, you can guarantee it will there'll be some kind of pen manipulation done with, you know, so you get a wasted stroke and all this sort of stuff. Doesn't matter whether you're ready to do it or not yourself, but but know that it exists and it's in your future and it, this is what you what 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 will take your calligraphy to the next level. So so um I did a workshop that introduced pen manipulation and then another workshop that in which um, Massimo Polello taught us uh, brush Roman capitals, okay. which of course the, the pen manipulation, you know, the angling of the brush. So those couple of workshops together, um, both with steel nibs, like the uh, so-called automatic pens, which are nothing but okay. <laughs> uh, the big automatic pens and brushes to do Roman lettering, Roman capitals, or all of these um, manipulated uh, Gothic letters or italic or anything, is um, people should always be aware that pen manipulation is, is a key part of getting it to that level. It's, um, yeah, it's true, because some of the calligraphers and artists that whose work I most admire it's, it's true, like the details, because with the more manipulations, you do details and 
there all of these people that I'm talking, they have their unique like uh, this unique touches and details that are exactly because of the pen manipulation. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and it's vital to the whole thing. I'll, um, I think we've, there's hardly anything else to show you on here, but um, some maps, a menu. There's some italic, that's got pen manipulation going on. <clears throat> this, there's some ruling pen. Is uh, this was quite recent okay. during um, Shakespeare, the dude. I'm actually doing, <laughs> you know, I, I know you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, this uh, you cannot see it, but here is Shakespeare actually. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait, I'm going to get this out of the way. You cannot see it, it's just outlined. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't <laughs> viewed it, but... <laughs> this is to add to your series. I've, I've been liking, I've been loving your series. With the, you know, Thank you, but, but yours looks... Uh, like, what size was this uh, Shakespeare's of yours? Like, the paper? About 30 centimeters, like 300 mil. Okay. It's quite, quite little, and it's... um. The writing is nothing flash. It's all Shakespeare's words. Okay. But um. Yeah. Wow. It's just just pretty ordinary writing. But the main thing was was the image, really, to come up with the uh, well, the look of the guys. You you use another technique, which is super cool. But now now I don't want to make mine. Now mine is not gonna. <laughs> now my mine is not gonna no. look this good. <laughs> uh, no, keep doing yours. They're cool. This was a, for a guy, a fan sent me a letter and he wanted stonemason written and, and this is the German word for stonemason, Steinmetz. So I just sent it over to him and he sent back this photo of it with his stonemaking tools. Huh. That was nice to do. But again, there's pen manipulation going yes, on there. I can see. Very beautiful. Yeah. There's a tattoo design. I want to learn this Elvis style. This, this, it just looks amazing. <laughs> I'm like guys if there is anyone else who wants to learn this Scovish please comment below let's gather some people and <laughs> make Daniel make a workshop about it yeah yeah bring it on it'll be cool yes <laughs> wow. so okay so that's that's the, the the images I had ready for you I, I, I realized that this is um a, a lot of people it's just a listening thing but but well, calligraphy, calligraphy is a visual thing. So I, I think um, if people can find the time to watch it on YouTube, then uh, seeing is, you know, as uh, a more immersive kind of thing. So there, there was a lot of images in this podcast, of course, but still there was a lot in what you were telling the story behind. I, I think it, it's still interesting for the people who are just listening. But yeah, if you're just listening, go check the video because. <laughs> it, it will make the whole picture together and wow you know like uh, i mean we're like almost hour and a half i guess uh, and you said you have a project which you don't speak about you don't want to speak about so <laughs> we're gonna speak again on the podcast but before right. before yeah. we finish i have a few more questions like first sure of all, do you have a book or have you considered making a book because you have so much work of yours. I, I think it's going to be a waste if you don't put all this work in one place. 
that was a problem because I, I suggested that the exact thing to like the makers of the Lord of the Rings and they there's all kinds of legalities and weird things about who owns what and um, they had I think Harper Collins the publishers had a quota they were allowed to make 20 different books and they filled their quota and there was no room for any more it just became too hard <clears throat> and then to to make a book that gathers together all of the different films I worked for is also really difficult because it's a, you need to get approval from this movie company and that movie company and, and it just gets oh. incredibly hard. So what, what I usually do is let enough water flow under the bridge and enough years go by and then I can share them on my website and, and um, like I still haven't even put The Hobbit on my website but there's so much more since then. But now that I've got my fledgling Instagram account started I'll, I'll start putting stuff on there and um, because it's, it's a few years since most of these projects so I think um, I don't think anyone's going to get me in trouble if I put a few images up now it's, um, they won't mind <laughs> I don't think so and I think after all it, it's gonna it's, it's some uh, marketing for them because me just exactly just listening talking with you uh, on this podcast Believe me, in the next few days, I'm going to watch all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched them for a long time, but now that I have a different view and you've showed me some yeah, stuff, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now I'm going to watch the movies and I'm going to see see them in, in a totally different way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think yeah, it's, it's okay to share. And as you say, it's a win for them. It's a win for me. It's a win for audience in general so there's there's no downside so um mm. yeah I'll, i'll get some stuff up on on uh, instagram and at calligraphy masters yeah guys uh, go follow daniel on instagram there it will be in the description i'll start like yeah i'll start featuring some stuff on calligraphy masters as well please guys let let go let's make some good following for this guy you just it's, it's insane first of all he's uh, immortal And how is one immortal not having enough followers? But yeah, I don't know. If you enjoyed uh, listening and watching his story, please, guys, go follow him. Uh, the link will be in the description. And you, you let me know if there's anything that I can do for calligraphy masters. Yeah. Because I think as I mentioned, made such an amazing thing. As I mentioned, it, it would be super cool if, if we can do some uh, online workshops about how to create your individual style or I don't know how you call them this something that is that doesn't exist but you you make it you you, you said it could, it could be lecture or I don't know this would be I think it would be super cool if we make something like this okay sure and it's yeah and yeah as, as I earlier made, I would really love to to have some of your pieces for for my wall <laughs> okay send me your address I'll, um, I'll, I'll give will, you something to you okay if uh, if you want to say Like, I don't know, is there something I haven't asked you, but you wanted to speak about it or? Uh, no, I think, um, I think we've covered it, covered it pretty, pretty well. I, I just use the stuff that you all use, brushes, um, <laughs> automatic pens. I do have, I'm so old school. I, I, I do have um, a set of those pilot parallel pens yeah. that I, I never use them. I've, I've just, they've sat there and I just. <laughs> you know, 
like <laughs> oh i have many more but th this is actually the reason i started calligraphy it's it's because of those pens so yeah it's it's a very cool thing that they have that they have appeared and, and um i should get mine out and do stuff but mostly i'm just dipping speedball nibs into into ink or i did i did my pilot parallel pens because i'm too lazy to fill all the time the cartridges but <laughs> <laughs> no yeah you know yeah. you you do you like you're doing pretty amazing uh, i love your work uh, like all the pieces i seen here are super nice and especially some of them are even more cooler like this elvish and this like rude wow this seriously i i, I have pain in my smile right now I, I've, I've been smiling for like hour and a half <laughs> uh, super happy super nice and okay do you want to like uh, Say something to the people who are just starting their journey to wish them something or just give an advice to, I don't know, whatever. Do the thing that you have a passion for. Because if you just do, if you just write alphabets because you think you need to learn alphabets, then then that's fine and it's good practice. But, but you need to, I think, it, well, I think it helps to, have a purpose and that purpose might as well be something that you're that you're interested in focused on because you always get the best result by doing something that you really want you want to see it in real life i want to see this quote or whatever and you have a passion for it then that's going to give you the best result and it's also um writing words sentences laying stuff that, that is, is um vital to the whole calligraphy thing because you can make um i mean don't get me wrong alphabets are a thing themselves and, and it's it's almost like an art form itself but to to really understand how the letters all fit together you want to be writing words because that's that's what we do is you know i don't know i'm just talking off the top of my head here but 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 i think i always get the best results when i'm doing something that i i just really want to see this or that written uh, in calligraphy or, uh, uh, or or when I'm painting something, I just, I don't paint, I don't take anyone's advice as to what to paint. I just paint what I want to paint in, in the way that I want to paint it because I think that gives you the best, um, the best result really is the thing that you have passion about so do that first and then then practice the rest later this is a great ending uh thank you daniel for being guest on the podcast it's been a, a huge pleasure and a huge honor for me to have you on the podcast and uh, i'll be waiting for this secret project to finish and to have you again <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> awesome i'll look forward to it okay and uh without time difference because it must be time for you to get to bed and all that it's all right uh, i don't care uh, I, I, i'm gonna manage it so yeah thank you guys for watching thank you guys for listening and as always keep writing okay wow wow seriously i have pain in my smile like uh, <laughs> this has been super cool uh, i'm super good hyped. good i'm super happy wow. yeah I'm, I'm pleased to, uh, please, I was so stoked to get your invitation in the first place. So, um, 